Two Friends, Two Murders contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Nobody in an atmosphere like this has any contact with violence or walks in any fear. Except who knows what hides in the private jungle beyond any respectable door. Two friends, two murders. I'm Kylie. And I'm Aubrey. And we have Jenny today. We have Jenny. Jenny, as in my mother. Yes. In case you didn't (laughs) know. uh And our, ooh, and Hennessy, who just sneezed all over me. He's so So cute. We have a full audience tonight. Today. Yes, we do. Uh, This week is episode 17, I think. Yep. All right. <laughs> and we are talking about people who kill their grandmas. Poor sweet little grannies. Not to be confused with grandma killers. Yeah, there's definitely both. There is both. And the um, grandma killers are vish- vicious. We are definitely going to have to do an episode on grandma killers because I found one that the lady who, the grandma who killed people, she turned them into soap Ew. and baked them into pies. And, like, served out the pies? And served them in her shop. I feel like that's this like sounds like an urban legend, also too. Also in 1920, so Ugh. they probably ate a lot of people pies. Sick. But that's you never disgusting. know. There was also another lady who ate people. So same thing, I guess, but she didn't bake them into pies. She just ate them nice and fresh. Mm. So mm-hmm. anyways, that's not what we're talking about today. Off topic, but future episode. <laughs> it's coming Grandma for Grandma Killers. Today we are talking about people who kill their grandmas. Hug your grandmas tight. Hug them. No more waffles or cookies for these people because they killed them. Yeah, done so. We got this theme from our dear friend Nathaniel Kyle Smith. Did we? (laughs) Yeah. I don't even remember that. We were talking about themes and one day he's like, I know someone who killed their grandma. Oh, yeah. And And then we were like, write um, that down. (laughs) Grandma, people who kill their grandmas, writing it down. And (laughs) episode 17, the lucky winner today to talk about people who kill their grandmas said that 15 times in case you don't know this episode is about people who kill their grandmas Grandma uh, killers if you will or that uh let's see i found some funny grandma quotes oh let's hear it you ready for this yes uh so these are people who came on and wrote down funny things that their grandma has had said in their past or in the past this one says after my grandma read 50 shades of gray my grandma said if a man ever did those things to me i would hit him across the head oh <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gray, Gray. stop it. Ooh, my goodness. If my grandma read Fifty Shades of Gray, she would be praying. She'd be praying. What is this? Uh, Dear Lord Jesus. All right. This one said, I called my grandma to wish her a happy birthday and asked if she wanted to go to the club. And she said, well, I'll have a drink or two, but I ain't twerking. Oh. That's okay, grandma. want to go to the club? Uh, Yes. (laughs) I don't know how to twerk Uh, either. I don't either. (laughs) <laughs> uh, my grandma doesn't like dogs. Get rid of her. Oh. Uh, my uncle said in passing that studies show that dogs improve the longevity for seniors. And my grandma said, like, if you eat them, 
Ew. <laughs> Keep your puppies away from that grandma. Exactly. And from the famous Ann Dawson, or for Kylie, Opal Dawson, there was a car driving slowly by our house and she yelled, Looks like they be casing the joint. <laughs> you don't know? Uh, I they didn't could even know what that meant. So I had to stare at her and like, excuse uh just to throw some grandpas in there i called my grandpa once and he said and i said hey this is aubrey and he said aubrey woodward (laughs) and i said how many aubrey's be calling you grandpa (laughs) goodness kylie any funny grandparents stories are your grandparents not funny not living (laughs) oh sorry At least they weren't. At least they weren't murdered. I, I should have told you that up front before we did this episode. Jeez, make that so awkward. I don't uh, know where to go from. I it. have to go now. Uh, guys, if you have any funny grandparent stories, please share because because I don't have any. And Kylie needs <laughs> some love because she doesn't apparently have any. We need to any. supplement for mine. Oh my goodness! Way to ruin a good moment. Uh, anyways, I uh, did. You have any updates you want to talk about this week? Uh, I'm going to Bear Lake, and oh, I'm stoked. You are going to Bear Lake for raspberry the raspberry thing. Mm-hmm. Do you actually eat raspberries? I don't eat the raspberries, but every single shop down there has raspberry shakes, Ooh. and they are so good. I like you that. You have to get one when you're there. They that are sounds delicious. delicious. Jenny agrees with me. Today, my mom <laughs> my mom texted me and said, hey, want to go to lunch? So oh, I yeah. invited Kylie, and little did we know. Everyone was there. The whole was, family. I walked into a family reunion. Yes. I, I apologize. And mom, listen to this. When we were leaving, oh, yeah. Kylie says, who was that man next to your grandma? Is that her boyfriend? <laughs> you I had no idea. And I was like, well, he's like a little young for her, but whatever. My, my gay uncle Perry. Definitely yes. not. Awesome. That is her brother. But anyways, guys. Honest mistake. If you guys haven't listened already, I found a new podcast it's called To Live and Die in L.A., and it is amazing. She, you were trying to tell me about it at work. Just I was. Giving I, me spoilers I tried left to and give right. her, like, little things, and then I ended up just give, telling her about the whole uh, mm-hmm. podcast because that's what I do. But And the story sounds so familiar, but I don't yeah. know I don't know the details, like, other than what you ended up yeah. telling me. Well, but it's really good. You guys should go listen to it, but not before you listen to us talking about people who killed their grandmas. <laughs> Who's first? Uh, you are. Because oh. I did storage units first, right? Sure. I don't I guess remember. it's me. I never All remember. Right, we need to write this down. This is going to be a short one because uh, there's not a lot of... Uh, excuse? <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of uh, background into this lady. Mm-hmm. This grandma. First, we should probably hear a word from our sponsors. I thought we were doing it after. You wanted to do it before. No, remember? Because you were like, they need to listen to one and then to keep them listening. Then they I hear. thought you meant like before any of the murder. I said before the murders or before a murder, before the second murder. I thought murders. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> That's why I was whispering sponsor to you. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. <laughs> After listening to our podcast, you should know that tragedy can happen to anyone at any time. Have you thought about what would happen to your kids, pets, or property if something bad happened to you? Well, we have. Turbo Wills makes creating a will, trust, and other estate plan documents simple and affordable. You do it all online, the documents are sent to your home, and a notary comes to you to make it official. You have enough to worry about. Let Turbo Wills help you knock this off your to-do list. Use the code 2F2M at checkout for $50 off. That's TurboWheels.com, discount code 2F2M. 
All right, everybody. Thanks We're for back. Listening. We're back <laughs> after that hot mess. All right. I am talking about James Riva, who is the Marshfield Vampire Killer. Creepy. Yes. So, like I said, this one gets... We get into this real quick. So, Jimmy Riva had a history of mental illness since he was a child. He even spent time in a mental institution in 1975, and from there he would go on to spend time in four different institutions. When he was a child, he began drawing horrific pictures of blood and dead animals. Oh, okay. Uh, just and, drawing pictures? And just drawing, drawing the pictures. Okay. And he even started to have an obsession with blood. And Visions this, of blood. At this time, this kid was like four. Ew. I know. Uh, James eventually ended up killing and drinking the blood of multiple animals to please his obsession. Ew. As a child, he would also only want to eat ketchup mixed with oil as it resembled blood. Like, okay, what? at what point is the mom like, yeah, though, uh, maybe not ketchup and oil for dinner tonight? Maybe. Yeah. And at what point do you, are you like, something's wrong with my child? Yeah. Like, no, you may not have ketchup and oil yeah, mixed I, tonight. No, you cannot have ketchup. <laughs> but that is, again, why he spent time in mental institutions. So good, I guess good on his parents for trying. Uh, yeah, that's fair. For putting him in there. Didn't that's work. wild. Didn't work. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> Uh, James wanted to satisfy his masters, or as some would say, his superior vampires. Ew. Uh, oh, spoiler alert, I missed a sentence. James later on life started to believe he was a vampire. <laughs> Shocker, I skipped thing, a sentence. That's okay. You and can this figure is why that out he from the blood. Obsessed with blood. Uh huh. It's because he thought he was a vampire. Yeah. So, wanting to satisfy his masters in the netherworld. Of vampires. The netherworld. They told him that he needed to kill a human because animals just weren't enough. He believed that if he killed someone who was bad or mean to him, he would become, he would come back as a handsome vampire. Aww. And he would have all the cars, money, and ladies. Is this when, like, Twilight was popular? Is this, like, the same year? You know, I don't know. Or, like, True Blood or, Probably. like, Vampire Diaries. Probably. So he was like, obviously, if I'm a vampire, I'm going to get the ladies. Yeah, I want that. Which I want those ladies and cars. that vampires don't be looking like these men that come out in the movies. They old, white, wrinkly, long nails, <laughs> sharp teeth. <laughs> Dracula. Dracula status. Mofo lookers. <laughs> yeah, don't be going off like, oh, this guy probably was like, oh, it's uh, Edward. Edward. <laughs> no, he was a full-on Dracula looking nasty. <laughs> Uh, so, because he wanted to kill someone, who was the perfect victim? Why, Grandma? Oh, Of course. Uh, but Grandma, dear old Carmen Lopez, she was a 74-year-old lady who was bound to a wheelchair due to a spinal tumor. She weighed about 75 pounds, uh, so she didn't That's have much on up. him. And James actually lived in her home for a while while she was in the hospital, so he was taking care of her house uh -huh. and her for a while. Uh, before moving in with his uncle just because it wasn't working out. According to James, she would try to steal his blood at night because she hated vampires and wanted to drain him of his blood. She was trying to steal his blood? Yeah, because she was trying to drain him of his blood for him to die. What the, Listen, I don't what know. James in the is world? obviously a psycho person. Yes. Um, but sure, a 74-year-old lady was just putting around in her wheelchair still in your blood. That's definitely what was happening. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Not. Not. Uh, on April of 1980, James shot his handicapped grandmother four times as she sat in her wheelchair. He then stabbed his grandmother multiple times in the heart because the vampires told him that was the best way to kill her. 
Mm. And if that wasn't enough, James then drank the gushing blood from the wounds before burning her body and her home. I just feel like I don't know how he's not like throwing up because like in theory, people that think they're vampires, sure. But like when you actually drink it, like how do you not throw up? That sounds disgusting. Because he's a vampire. He's not a vampire. Yes, he is. Uh, according to the confession, James went to visit his grandma. She asked if he could help bathe her Ew. and get her cleaned up for the day. James then carried her upstairs into the bedroom, put her in her wheelchair, and pulled out a gun. This scaring the dear old grandma, she threw a glass vase at James, and he shot her multiple times. Mm-hmm. He then stabbed her, poured dry or drank her blood, poured dry gas all over her, and set her on fire. Jeez, that is um, brutal. Yeah, at about 3 p.m., a neighbor called police because he saw smoke coming from the house, and he would later confess to seeing James leaving the house around the time of the smoke. So that's kind of what put James mm-hmm. in this. When police asked James why he did it, he said that he was a 700-year-old vampire who <laughs> needed to drink her blood, but she was too old and dried up, so he killed her. I love that he knows he's 700, 700 years old. 700 years old. Specifically. Yep. But some yet grandma is 75. <laughs> that math makes sense. Yeah. During the trial, attorneys tried to blame his actions on insanity, of course. They went on mm-hmm. to talk about how he had a long history of mental illness, starting yeah. with the abuse towards animals. Uh, with this, James had one time killed a cat, operated on it, and drank its blood. Oh. He also hit a horse on its head, took some of its blood, Mixed it with some crackers and ate it. I thought I'm surprised you didn't say ketchup. I mean, that's why he liked the ketchup. <laughs> but this time he had real blood. He didn't that's eat no ketchup. That's disgusting. Almost a year later, James was found guilty of second degree murder, arson, and assault and battery. He was sentenced to life in prison. Uh, since this, James has been up for parole twice, but has been denied both times. Uh, he also tries to say that it was ins- he was insane and now he's not a vampire and that's just what he thought. He's like, that was just a phase. Yeah, it's just so a I phase. just had to outgrow like, that. that. Now, after I killed my grandma, it passed. <laughs> Everyone goes through a vampire stage. Exactly. Duh. Um, also, in case you're interested, you can find a painting of a boat completed by James oh. on True Crime Auction House for a whopping $40. Mm. Just in case you want a little vampire art in your house. We should buy it for our I podcast about room. It. <laughs> I stared at it and I was like, hmm. I need to see this. <laughs> but who knows if it's real? Yeah. But there is a place called True o- Crime Auction House and you can like buy letters and like things from criminals. No way. But I don't know if it's legit. So we'll have to check in on that. Yeah, if anybody knows. Yeah, let us know. But <laughs> that is my grandma killer, uh, James Riva, the 700-year-old vampire. He is disgusting. He is disgusting. But it obviously didn't work out. Grandma was too old, dry, too old dried up. Yeah. Too he, old and dried up. He didn't even think about that prior to killing her. Nope. Like, her blood's not going to be good enough for him. Nope. He was just like, Grandma's the one. Grandma's the one. And probably because she was wheelchair-bound, he just thought it was going to be an easy kill. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Well, he Those was wrong. crackers and ketchup wasn't hitting it. Ew, sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's Kylie, disgusting. let's hear your grandma killer. Okay. Um. So, <clears throat> mine's kind of short, too, but... We'll, we'll just get right into it. Mine takes place in 2012 in a city called Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin. Oh, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, you visit mm-hmm. all, all the time. That's yep. where you summer. That's where I've been. <laughs> uh, it's your typical suburban town with a low crime rate. In fact, the last murder that had happened in this city prior to the story I'm about to tell you happened in 1996. So, like, nothing really goes down mm. here. Um, 
my story starts with these two teenage boys, uh, Antonio Barbo and Nathan Papp. They're right. both 13 years old. And Nathan's mother was driving the uh, kids to a friend's house where she dropped them off in a neighborhood. Um, the only thing is that they had no intention of going to the friend's house. Antonio's great grandmother, Barbara, uh, had lived around in that exact same neighborhood. And the boys had a plan that they were going to sneak through her back uh, backdoor kitchen, attack Barbara and rob her. However, when they were trying to do this, Barbara heard the boys trying to get into the house and saw who it was and just invited him like, oh, hi, Antonio. Oh, you're just here for some cookies? Yeah. Babe. Come in. Yeah. She led the, you know, she walked him into the house and told Antonio that she wanted to call his mother to let him know that he was with her. And as soon as her uh, back was turned, they attacked her. Oh, boy. So Antonio was armed with a hatchet and he hit her across the head with the, the blunt edge. Why? I don't know. It's like, why bring the hatchet if you, I don't... <laughs> He's just like, I don't know. Boop, trying to knock her <laughs> I out? I think he was just trying to knock her that out or sense. something. <laughs> Freaking noob. I know. What are you thinking? Didn't think this one through. Obviously not. Um, but yeah, so this obviously didn't knock her out. And so he continued to hit her with the hatchet. And then Nathan, who had come, who had came armed with a hammer, started striking her as well. So the police later said that they could identify defensive wounds on her body. So it was clear that she, like, tried to, like, cover her head Mm -hmm. to uh, obviously defend the blows. And she knew exactly that her grandson was trying to murder her. So she didn't get knocked out or anything. Like, she suffered all the way through. So um, once Barbara was dead, the boys were going to drag her body and put it into the car for what purpose, I have no idea, but it ended up being way too hard for them to uh, move her. So they ended up just leaving her body in the garage. Uh, they stole $155, some jewelry, wow. and the car. So She probably would have just given that to you. <laughs> I know. She could have just asked. Hey, Grandma, can I have some cash? And she yeah. probably would have been like, absolutely. Yeah. But it, you had to go through all this work. Mm-hmm. Totally. Whatever. Totally worth it. Uh, they drove her car to a nearby bowling alley and left some pieces of the jewelry that they had stolen in it, thinking that when the car was found, people would think they'd recognize the jewelry as stolen and the police would think whoever stole the car would uh, be the person that murdered Barbara. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of their game plan. Um, (laughs) So these two teenagers just brutally murdered one of their grandmas, robbed her, ditched her car, so what are they going to do next, you may ask? Go bowling. Uh, good good guess. <laughs> but actually, they bought pizza and weed. Oh, why not? The whole $150 gone. <laughs> gone. <laughs> yeah, don't spend it all in For one place. For a good snack and a good high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, two days after the murder, Judy, who is Barbara's daughter, because um, I think I said it, but Barbara is his great-grandmother. Yeah, yeah. So Judy's the grandmother. Okay. Um, went to Barbara. So Judy went to Barbara's house to go visit her because Barbara hadn't been returning calls, which is out of the norm for her. Um, and when she got there, she noticed that her car was gone, but figured she was just out running errands. But as she was about to leave, like, something caught her eye, and she went all the way into the garage, and that's when she saw Barbara's, Barbara's body laying there in congealed blood. Ew. So... She initially thought that Barbara had just suffered some kind of accident, but obviously the police could tell different. <laughs> oh my god, she fell, but there's somehow all these scratches all over yeah, her. She's, yeah, exactly. Uh, the medical examiner had confirmed that she was hit 27 times with Jeez. blunt force objects, which 
Was so the... did they actually use the hatchet piece? Uh, yes, they okay. did use the hatchet piece. Like, I think the action, like, not the grandson, but yes. the friend ended up using the hatchet, like, one okay. or two times. Gotcha. Which, yeah, I have no idea what, I don't know. That was kind of weird. Um, so, 12 hours later, after they discovered the body, uh, the police were suspicious of the two teenagers. I'm not positive exactly what evidence led them to find the teenagers, but mm-hmm. um, once they did searches on both of them, they found bloody clothes and shoes in Antonio's locker. And at Nathan's house, they found more bloody cl- clothes, Barbara's watch, and her purse that they threw in a nearby uh, storm drain. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So they didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, both boys were tried as adults for first degree murder. Antonio's defense lawyers pleaded not guilty by a mental defect or learning disability. The grandma, Judy, actually even said in court that Barbara wouldn't want Antonio to get life in prison because she would want him to have the chance to be a better person. Well, you know how you get to be better? Sometime in jail. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) You still killed someone. Yeah, I think Barbara's still pretty pissed. Yeah, I mean, Barbara's probably pretty pissed in heaven or hell, wherever she is. Yeah, she's probably not, like, ready to forgive Antonio. Yeah, like, you could have just asked for the $100, sweetie. (laughs) Yeah, I would have bought you pizza and weed yeah (laughs) um so antonio's lawyers end up taking a deal with the state to change his plea from not guilty to no contest and so he was still sentenced to life in prison but with uh, parole eligibility with a minimum of 35 years man so nathan's family also tried stating that he should be tried or shouldn't be tried as an adult because he couldn't grasp the severity of the situation he thought as soon as he confessed to the murder he would be able to come right home so no nope. no big deal <laughs> nope yeah not not quite Uh, During the trial, both boys ended up turning on each other. No surprise there. But uh, Nathan said that Antonio had come to his house that day and pulled out the hatchet from his backpack and planned the murder of his great grandma and that Nathan just went along with it. He said that when they got to Barbara's house, Antonio's face went blank and no emotion and he was scary. And when he was hitting his grandma... uh, he said that Nathan admitted to hitting her twice, but only because he was so scared that Antonio was going to turn on him. Um, he also said that Antonio was going so crazy while he was hitting her that he had to take off his sweatshirt in the middle of it so that his sweatshirt didn't get in the way. Oh. So he could get full motion. Full motion. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I don't think you would want to kill your grandma. Just, I think he would have had to want to. Yeah. Because just your friend being like, yo, want to kill your grandma? I'm just going to go along with this and see Yeah, I'm just going to see how this goes and maybe I'll jump in. Yeah. No. I'll be your backup. Yeah. If you (laughs) need help, just like, you know, pull me in. Probably like a hard no, but that is not what Nathan did. So... Antonio stated that Nathan had just as much of the planning in the murder that he did, and he brought the hammer because that was what the weapon that he wanted to use, and that Nathan, so Nathan was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum of 31 years of, with eligibility of parole. So Nathan will be eligible for parole when he's 45, and Antonio will be 50. Hmm. So I have a little clip. A little one. That I wanted to play for you. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Ooh. Hi. There's an ad. Thank you. <laughs> I finally uh, this is not a sponsor. Confessions of 
a young killer, a Sheboygan County teenager takes the stand describing how he and his friend killed his great-grandmother. 78-year-old Barbara Olson was beaten to death in her home last September. The suspect's then just 13 years old. Olson's great-grandson, Antonio Barbeau, and Barbeau's friend, Nathan Pop. Barbeau pleaded no contest to first-degree homicide and took the witness stand today against his friend. As WISN 12 News, Marianne Lyle shows us, Barbeau says the violent attack was all for money. Not even in high school, 14-year-old Antonio Barbo walks into a Sheboygan courtroom handcuffed. Tino, as he's called by family and friends, agreed to testify how he killed his great-grandmother, Barbara Olson, in her Sheboygan Falls home last September. We were going to try to scare her to get money and then use force if needed. Okay. And when you say use force if needed, was there a discussion about what type of force you might use? Um... Um... An attack, uh, I guess, to kill. That was the plan. Barbeau says he and his 14-year-old friend, Nathan Pop, started plotting the day before Olson's death. Barbeau said the two hid the weapons in their pants as Pop's mother drove them near Olson's home. Pop and Barbeau entered through Olson's unlocked garage door. She knew I was on the run, and she said she was going to call my mom. What happened next? We got in, and then I looked to Nate and nodded and shook my head as in yes or no. He nodded, and then I took the first swing. Okay. And when you say that you took the first swing, is with the hand axe? Yes, sir. Barbo calmly testified he and his friend took turns striking Olsen. She started heading into the living room, falling. And as she was falling, did you, were there any more blows? Did you strike her again? I hit one more time as she was falling. At any point... Did you not have the hand axe during this incident? Right after that, Nate took it and he used it, the blade side of it. Grocery store surveillance video showed the teens picking up gloves and wipes, which Barbeau said was used to wipe away fingerprints. Here you see one of them casually swinging the bag. Trying to discredit Barbeau, Pop's attorney pointed out Barbeau's lies to police when first questioned. He specifically asked you if you knew what happened to her, and you told him no. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. You were lying, right? Yes, ma'am. And Barbeau shared all of these details in front of his and his great-grandmother's family. In Sheboygan, Marianne Lyles, WISN, 12 News. That's it. He kind of sounds like an idiot. <laughs> um, an <laughs> attack? Uh, an attack, I guess. I mean, he's like 14, so... I mean and they also said he might have a mental disability but i don't <laughs> believe it just a little bit <laughs> and his mom dropped them off the other friend so oh, the not the mom. grandma kill like not the grand grand grandson grand yeah not the grandson the yeah. friend the friend's mom's drop and mom just, never. <laughs> never. she thought she was just dropping him off at like a friend's house nearby oh. so nope <laughs> Not so much. You dropped him off and Not if going to a friend's house granny. means killing grandma. I just don't understand why people think killing their grandma is a thing. I don't know. I mean, they I did like, get $155. Oh, they did get some pizza they, and weed out of it. Some How pizza tempting. And weed, so. I think there's better things like maybe getting a job, mowing mm. some lawn. Mm -hmm. Grandma probably needed her lawn mowed. <laughs> yeah, she would. She would have given you yes. some money for that. Maybe Jeez. helped her around the house. Well, guys, just don't kill your grandmas. Yeah, they don't deserve it. Them. They're sweet. We need those cookies and waffles yeah. being made. Kylie really Some needs of them. Us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
All right, guys. That's it. Oh, Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening to Two Friends, Two Murders. Go follow us on Instagram at Two Friends, Two Murders Podcast. Episodes are available on both Apple Podcast and Buzzsprout. Don't forget to go leave us a review and share the episode with your friends. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to reach out to us via Instagram or email us at twofriendstwomurderspodcast at gmail.com.